Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, Apple annoys customers who don't have Apple fix iPhone batteries. Twitter just, how oh, Twitter. And Facebook jumps on a cord-cutting bandwagon. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, August 8th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Viva Las Vegas, I'm Justin Robert Young. And uh, from the L.A. County area, I'm the show's producer, Roger J. We, uh, we're just having uh, a wide-ranging conversation about eating habits and the Iowa State Fair and more. So if you'd like to get that, become a patron at patreon.com slash DTNS and look for Good Day Internet. Let's start now with a few tech things you should know. Google will now surface individual podcast episodes in its search results, surfacing content on specific topics or maybe an interview with a specific person and plans to bring the same feature to Google Assistant soon. For now, the search requires the word podcast, such as podcasts about boxer dogs or boxer dog podcasts. And if you choose an episode, it'll then play in the Google podcast web app. Google says it plans to support third party playback for podcasts that are exclusive to certain platforms and will eventually drop the podcast search term requirement. Postmates has been granted the first ever permit for sidewalk robots in San Francisco by the city's public works department. The city formally banned testing of street robotics without permits. Permits are active for 180 days and allow testing of up to three autonomous delivery devices. Postmates unveiled its semi-autonomous sidewalk rover Serve back in December. Serve uses cameras and LiDAR to carry 50 pounds for up to 25 miles on a charge. Samsung is releasing a 5G version of the smaller 6.3-inch Galaxy Note 10 that it announced yesterday, but only in South Korea. Other countries, U.S. included, will only get 5G in the Note 10 Plus. Samsung also announced the Galaxy Book S, an ARM-based, fanless 13.3-inch laptop. Inside is an Andrino 680 Extreme Graphics card capable of driving two 4K HDR displays with a claimed battery life of 23 hours. The Galaxy Book S also comes with a 1920 by 1080 10-point touchscreen, two USB-C ports, a fingerprint reader, and a micro SD card slot. The laptop will be available in December starting at $999 in earthy gold or Mercury Gray. Paytm is India's largest mobile payments firm and now has 10 million customers 
of its PayPay app in Japan, a joint venture with Yahoo Japan and SoftBank. PayPay is supported at 1 million stores in Japan and has processed more than 100 million transactions. Stores in India and Japan tend to prefer cash and sometimes don't accept credit cards. So this is an interesting way of jumping from cash right to phone payments. PayPay's biggest competitor in Japan next to cash is messaging platform Line. And if you keep in track, Paytm also has a presence in Canada. Let's talk a little more about what Google's doing to make it easier for you to walk around. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good walk? (laughs) Google Maps Live View augmented reality walking navigation is launching in beta for all Android and iPhone devices that support Arc Core and AR or AR Core and AR Kit. Uh, Live View helps figure out what direction you're going in with the virtual positioning system that matches your camera view with data from things like Google Street View combined with GPS to give your position and heading. Google then overlays your camera view on top of a map and draws directional arrows. Yeah, visual positioning system just means they're combining a bunch of stuff. It's it's, it's really not uh, <laughs> it's not a new technology. But what is new is uh, that ability to do f- uh, image recognition. We talk a lot about you know yeah. bad uses of image recognition. This seems to be a good one, which is, hey, we think we can match what you're looking at to uh, Google Street View, which once we can do that, we can tell which direction you're pointed at. And I'll be honest, this is a big deal for me. When I come out of train stations in a new place, I often take it seems like 10 minutes. It's probably like less than 20 <laughs> seconds, but it seems like it takes forever to figure out now which direction is that street I need to go to. Uh, this would be super handy for that if I didn't have to hold the phone up in front of my face and make it really obvious how lost I was. I don't love that part of it. No, I, but I, we, I, we've, I, all, we've all done that dance, right? We, oh, we, yeah. we, we've done the dot dance where you come out of the you come out of the subway, you come out of the train station, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to start walking. Did, 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 did the dot move up? Was it going up where I need to go or oh, was yeah. it going the other way? And then you got the GPS fluctuations that are moving your dot all over the place randomly. It's it's a pain. I like this. I I I don't know how often this is something that I would use more than just a novelty. Like, hey, look what I can do to whatever walking partner friend I might have with me. But I don't know. Let's say I'm in Japan and I know mm-hmm. a street is named something, and I think I'm going in the right direction. And there's a street sign, and I can I can get some recognition that way. I can see this being helpful in in. in in occasional scenarios for me. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. I don't know if you'd use this every day, right? Because usually you know where you're going. You, you kind of know sure. what's up. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're is, aware of your surroundings. This is going to be helpful when you're traveling and you're you're in a new mm-hmm. new city, new location. Uh, but again, I mean, am I just being silly though? Or is like sometimes if you're in an unknown location, the last thing you want to do is advertise that you've got a phone. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I think you might be over. Am I being too Dickensian about the pickpockets? Well, I think look, it depends I mean, on where you are. Anyway, if you're in a, a, you're, a you're deserted look, alley in Barcelona at, at midnight, maybe <laughs> you gotta you know have your wits about you. But in general, it's it's pretty normal now. Everybody's got their phone out pointed at something. Yeah, just make sure make sure you have your phone in one hand and your and your fighting knife in the other. And, right. uh, <laughs> no one no one will come and mess with you. I, I'm old. I have, I am way too paranoid about looking lost. I don't want to I don't want to stand out when I'm traveling. So that's that's probably uh, all this is well i agree with you excited uh uh, i'm I'm very excited that google is finally delivering on tech that they put in the initial google glass video (laughs) 
Well, I mean, honestly, this is going to be way cooler once whatever augmented reality wearable comes along that we want to use. We, we're still waiting on that, of course. But uh, if you don't have to pull out a device, that's when my paranoia or not, this becomes uh, yeah. much easier to use if you're like, oh, I can just, you know, it's just going to overlay it on the world around me. That's great. iFixit reports that if anyone besides Apple replaces a battery in the iPhone XR, XS or XS Max, a service message will display saying that the phone is unable to verify this iPhone has a genuine Apple battery. Customer would probably already know that, but it also will no longer display battery health readings. So it's going to annoy some people. Chips on the battery now include an authentication feature for pairing with a specific phone. iFixit found that the issue arises even when using a genuine Apple battery as well. Now, iFixit calls this hostile to the consumer, whereas I see it as hostile to the consumer. <laughs> uh look I, I have no problem with apple saying uh trying to do extra stuff on the uh, analytics of your battery so you can know more about you know where its life cycle is and and at what point you should replace it and if you take a a off-market battery and put it in there then you're not going to get that i understand that what i do think is and i agree hostile to the consumer is continually throwing a pop-up uh, uh, in your face over and over and over and over again. That's excessive to me. Like one, yeah. just to let you know that it's not that like, I think that's helpful beyond that. It, it does seem a little overkill. I can count on one finger. The last time I checked my battery health reading and it was right after I wrote this story up for the show, because I'm like, where is that again? Like you have to go into settings, into battery, into health reading. Uh, so them saying like, look, we can't guarantee the health reading of a replacement battery seems fair. Right. But yeah, but annoying you constantly that, hey, that battery you put in there wasn't put in by us. That's that's where I think it's hostile to the consumer because there's there's Apple has a bad enough time right now with appearing to be against your right to repair something. Uh, This this isn't helping. Yeah, I mean, if if the service message will be there for the rest of the time that you have this phone and use it regularly, that's insane. And a battery. That's Chinese water torture. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's complete. That's I mean I would be so mad if I had some third party battery and this was happening to me. I also think, and yes, Tom, I don't go into to to my deep uh, battery health settings all that often either. But all Apple has to do is add a little something at the top of that page saying. Apple cannot verify this information. It didn't come from us. That's all they have to do. Well, they don't just strip it out. They might not be able to measure it, right? If this battery doesn't have the proper chip, right? And that I think I think that would be fair too. If you're like, look, we can't even give you an estimate because this thing isn't giving us the data we need. Mm -hmm. That that would make sense to me. Uh, I could see a like the first time you turn the battery or the the phone on with the new battery, telling me like, hey, uh, did you know that battery wasn't put in by us? Okay, fine. Uh, But but yeah, I mean. You should be able to have someone else pop a phone open and change your battery. Um, I get that Apple might not want to warrant you in that case since they didn't do it, but yeah, it 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 they shouldn't degrade your ability to use the phone. That's ridiculous. Well, here's something else that I think is ridiculous. <laughs> U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's campaign posted a video on Twitter of protesters threatening the senator outside his house on Monday. So. It's important for this story to be clear. The senator's staff, with the senator's permission, posted the video of people threatening the senator to the senator's account as a way of showing that the senator was being threatened to the senator's campaign account. 
Twitter has a policy against posting content containing violent threats, and Twitter hid the tweet with the video and locked the team underscore Mitch account. Twitter told the Washington Post the user was temporarily locked out of their account for a tweet that violated our violent threats policy, specifically threats involving physical safety. Twitter says the post with the video must be removed for the account to be unlocked. Republicans have reacted by announcing an advertising boycott of Twitter, and the Hill estimates the National Republican Congressional Committee spent uh, in the five figures on Twitter this year. So uh, that's probably not going to hurt Twitter all that much. Uh, but the but the pub- publicity backlash, uh, I think, is a more interesting aspect of this story, Justin. Uh, certainly so. Uh, look, there is a brewing uh, a brewing sentiment amongst conservatives that uh, social media platforms are hostile or biased to them. Uh, this is an example, something that will be held up as an example, because by and large, Mitch McConnell, for whatever you might think about him and his politics, uh, his staff runs a fairly, uh, uh, you know, a risk takey Twitter friendly kind of presence. Just go ahead and Google cocaine Mitch if you want an idea of the kind of fun that they like to have on their Twitter account. So the I the, the fact that they were taking advantage of the platform and the audience that they had gathered to demonstrate something that everybody can agree is that at the very least unpleasant, even if you do have your reasons why you would think that Mitch McConnell should be criticized. Uh, this is going to be yet another element of that, that case being built against Silicon Valley companies. And there's rumors that president Trump is, is looking to do an executive order that would address some of this. So something like this, a, although it is all too familiar uh, that Twitter knee jerk pulls something or does something maybe to, to uh, make, things worse for them, uh, this could have a repercussion. Taking just the fact that this is a political figure out of the equation, Twitter has a real issue with its policies across the board and has for some time, especially with, yes, uh, posting a video that with, with threats of violence uh, is you say, well, that, yeah, that makes sense that Twitter wouldn't want that on the platform. This has not happened to me, probably never will, because I'm not that kind of a public figure. But let's say I did exactly what Mitch McConnell's team did and my account was suspended and I was told that I had to take the video down in order to you know, play in the sandbox again. That would be really upsetting to me. And, and I would feel that it's very unfair. Yeah, I, I, it's it's an example where I think we can all agree that if you're trying to expose a threat to you, no matter who you are, and you think like, hey, I want to show people this is happening. That's different than I'm posting a video to encourage threats against somebody. And it's all about the context. And that's where Twitter is failing. A lot of times they do take into account context and say, well, yeah, people are saying X on Twitter, but we need to allow that kind of freedom of expression. Uh, In this particular case, uh, they're being very literal. And I think that's where all of these social networks uh, fall down on this and and where this becomes uh, an issue that is not easy to solve which is you you have too many accounts to police you have yeah. you have too rigid of rules in place and it's difficult to try to get people or algorithms to apply these rules in a sensible manner 
Yeah, uh, I'll say this. I, I've known quite a few friends that really wish that Twitter would have been so snappy when they have had violent threats made against them right? on the Twitter platform. Like that, that that's the one thing. It's like, man, they really sure did leap into action quick on that. Yeah, and and, and some of the you know all other facts aside, some of it could be attributed to uh, this being a public figure, and so there's there's more eyes on it, and it, it gets brought to people's attention faster. But um, but also that could be one of the reasons they're deciding to be more literal about it too. You can make, you can make all kinds of accusations and it's, it's not the sensible thing to do. No, at least not in my estimation. At black hat right here in Las Vegas, researchers from security for uh, firm checkpoint demonstrated an exploit of WhatsApp that would let an attacker alter text in a quoted message to change what a person appeared to write. It also lets the attacker change the name of the sender in the quote, a third flaw that tricks sender users sending a private message into sending it to a public group has been fixed. Facebook told Checkpoint's Oded Vanu that the own, that the other issues could not be resolved due to infrastructure limitations. In a statement to the BBC, Facebook said, the scenario described here is merely the mobile equivalent of altering, uh, of altering replies in an email thread to make it look like something, something a person didn't write. We need to be mindful that addressing concerns raised by these researchers could make WhatsApp less private, such as strong information about the origin of messages. End quote. I mean, yeah. couldn't you just change the color of the text if it gets altered or something? Well, there would have to be there would anything that allows you to prevent this would mean you would have to be seeing what the message is saying, right? And I think that's well, what, what WhatsApp yeah. Uh, yeah. has on its side, which is like, look, if you want end-to-end encryption, it means we don't get to involve ourselves in the messages. And if somebody yeah. figured out how to hack the editor, which previously made it hard to to edit a quote, so that you can edit a quote, we don't. They're saying we don't think that's a vulnerability. Uh, we think that's a workaround that someone has employed. And it's no different than right now when you reply to an email, you can edit the, the quoted reply. Sure. And and so maybe people need to get used to that on WhatsApp. And we should make that clear to everyone that that can happen. But whether that's a vulnerability or not is up for debate. I, I, I think this is a better hack than it is a story. You know, these uh, I'm here in Vegas for the DEF CON convention. Uh, there will be plenty of people demonstrating uh, various exploits on uh, all things great and small. I, this is an interesting way that they did it, but I don't know exactly how much this affects the world. Uh, obviously, if you're trying to post, post to a private thing and it becomes public, that is something that definitely needs to be fixed, and it has. But other than that, uh, kudos to the folks who figured it out but i don't know how much this materially affects the platform well the worry is whatsapp in many parts of the world and, and most particularly or most famously anyway in india has been used to spread false information and rile people up and so if you can manufacture a quote and say look what narendra modi said and everybody gets crazy because they're like well it's right there in the quote he definitely said it that causes problems. There's no doubt about it. Uh, sure. So, so making it, making people aware, like, hey, just because it looks like it's quoted text doesn't mean that it's actually quoted text is important. And I think that's good to have that kind of awareness here. It is. And look, I'm glad it was pointed out. And again, it's a good hack, but <laughs> I don't think anybody in India that was wreaking havoc with these like uh, mass false information stories needed a tool like this. Uh, could it be a, 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 a an arrow in their quiver sure yeah but and, but and i don't think that that's they, they, they had no they didn't need it they, they didn't need the help 
but if they're if you're battling that, knowing that that is an arrow they could use is important. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. You, know, you should know that this is more like email than it is like text message. Totally. At the same time, in in the world we live in now, uh, you know, there was probably a lot less information being disseminated in the country of India via email and more on WhatsApp. Um, it, it, in the way that to 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 quickly spread information a lot faster. So yeah, it kind of works the way email does, and everybody should be aware that text can be doctored up, and you should trust the source and all that stuff. But this is this is a new era where where social media and and, and mobile devices are are the ones that are bringing the information to a lot of folks. All right. Like the ghosts of Christmas future, we've just been showing you uh, negative things. Uh, can you show us some <laughs> tenderness somehow, Sarah? Tom, you read my mind, my very sharp mind. In fact, early results from a study by <laughs> Apple, Eli Lilly, and Evidation Health found that data from an iPhone, an Apple Watch, and a bedded sleep monitor could differentiate patients with mild Alzheimer's disease dementia from those without symptoms. The test looked at 113 patients over the age of 60 for 12 weeks. The data then showed those with cognitive alt ailments typed slower and more irregularly on devices, used text input less overall, started regular activity later in the day, then the control group, and then answered a daily one-question uh, one survey later and less often. Further research and validation is obviously needed to see if this can be reliably detecting mild cognitive impairment and early Alzheimer's disease. But hey, that is something we should all need to know about sooner than later and this is a this is a very encouraging step yeah and uh, you know this this is a, a good uh use of data gathering data about yourself uh this, this could be done with other other devices uh, other sleep monitors other watches uh but it's a great evidence that if we take data uh we can do some things for good with it sometimes too uh and and that's what's most important about this obviously they need to replicate this more they need to to see if they can figure out if if what they found in this data could be used predictively right so can they can they identify these sorts of behaviors in people who have not been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or, or dementia, and mm -hmm. and then and then help prevent that, and and or, or help at least mitigate the symptoms of that. That's kind of the hope here. That's the next step. That yeah. that has yet to be developed, but this is really a, a positive development in that direction. Uh, look, we we've we've long been keeping a lot of data on ourselves since you know the age of smartwatches and our phones and health kit and stuff like that, and. I've kind of always thought that the next step beyond us gathering the data in this quantifiable self universe is doing something with it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that this seems to be something that is like, oh, cool. Look, these are just undeniable patterns that now we can <laughs> identify because so much of this is recorded. Or, oh, no, I seem to have dementia. <laughs> well, there's that. I mean, I guess. But, it, but, it, but it's, yeah, it. knowledge is power for sure. For sure. Yeah. That you know, I mean, that's a side conversation for another day, probably. But there is going to be continued conversations about the right not to know. If if there's if there's evidence that you have a disease that there is no treatment for, there's no way to mitigate it. Like maybe you're better off not knowing. Huntington's disease <laughs> in particular, there have been a couple of court cases around that where a doctor was sued for telling a patient uh, that they were at risk for something. Uh, at risk for Huntington's disease genetically when there was nothing they could do about it. Uh, so, you know, that, that is, that is the other side of this question. Uh, in this case though, I, because there are things you can do for Alzheimer's, uh, and especially they're more effective the earlier you catch it, this is really hopeful. Absolutely. 
All right, one disadvantage of cutting the cord is having to handle bills from multiple services. That seems to be one of the big complaints. Like, I don't have to pay all these different places. One solution to this has been aggregators. Amazon's Prime Video, Roku, Hulu, uh, even Apple TV channels all let you combine your services into one bill. So on Prime Video, you could say, oh, I'm going to have stars and I'm going to have a crunchy roll. I'm going to have it all here, but it's all part of my Prime bill. No big deal. Uh, That's why Apple TV created channels. And it looks like Facebook wants to get into that too. Facebook is launching a small-scale test in the U.S. to sell subscriptions to BritBox, College Humor's Dropout, Motor Trend App, and Tastemade Plus. Those are four different video services. And the prices of all four are exactly the same as if you subscribe directly from the service itself. And they range from 3 to $7 a month. Subscribers will be able to join discussion groups on Facebook to talk about recent episodes and participate in Facebook watch parties, which let multiple users watch videos concurrently and chat in real time. So if you do this through Facebook, you not only get the one bill, you also get a couple little Facebook special sauce thrown on your subscription. Uh, Facebook plans to launch a connected TV app for the services this autumn. They do have a Facebook Watch app out there, uh, but I imagine they're just going to overhaul that uh, and, and make it better because right now it's it's pretty simplistic and I don't think they've done much with it for the past couple of years. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Justin, it's nice to see Facebook jump on another bandwagon, isn't it? Oh, I don't think Facebook's meant a bandwagon that they haven't wanted to hop right on. Uh, this is the most Facebook move of all time. You know, wait for there to be a trend. Figure out how Facebook can either replicate the product or jump on it. Uh, you know, they try to pay their way uh, into the process. This seems a little bit more organic. They didn't make anybody go exclusive at the very least. But they've wanted to have more people watching video. Uh, this is a bit of a departure, though, because... Previously, obviously, Facebook is an ad company. They sell video ads. It's part of the reason why they push so hard into live. It's part of the reason why they push so hard into original content. Uh, but this is not going to show you ads, presumably, if you are paying a, a subscription fee for it. So it is a little bit more of a <laughs> a one-for-one one bargain, which Facebook kind of rarely is, although it is still more time spent on their platform. But yeah, uh, I think this will fail and Facebook will forget about it within five to seven days. Although we are maybe not the right, you know, sample group for who might like this. There are a lot of folks who use Facebook more than they, they don't have Roku's, they don't have Hulu subscription, Amazon Prime videos, like they don't know where that is, but they're on Facebook a lot. The, the, the concurrent watching is something that I always wish had been done. And, and many companies have tried to do it. Um, using Twitter's API and there it's just, it's, it's been something where it's like, yeah, if you could do that correctly, that would be really fun because I'm often chatting online with friends who are not with me and it would be fun if we could be on video when we're all watching the same thing at the same time. So that it's, it's an interesting idea to say, all right, well, not only are we everything to everyone as you know, a social network, but we're also a place that, you know, you can gather around the old TV and have some fun and all your subscriptions are here and it's easy. I'm not going to use this. Facebook is the last company that I'm going to have hooked up <laughs> to my various uh, to, uh, um, uh, media apps. It's just not going to happen for me. But I know some people who might hear this and go, that sounds really cool. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I I will disagree with you in a tiny way, Justin. Uh, I because because I think people are testing this. And yeah, somebody like you say, Sarah, is going to be like, oh, BritBox on Facebook. That's cool. That's what Facebook wants. They want a few people to use this, see how it works, gather some data, because they're never going to get Netflix on this. They're, Disney's not going to put Hulu on this, and obviously Amazon's not going to add Prime Video. But the way they yeah. make it work is that they get HBO, Showtime, Stars, CBS, All Access. Those are the ones that are doing this on Prime Video or, or on channels, etc., and they're not doing that yet. So this is in the exploratory phase. And if if they decide to do it, they'll come big with those bigger names after they've they've made uh, more more of a case uh, for why folks should join them for that. And then I, then I think Sarah's right. Then I think some people who are not into this in other places might become into it on Facebook. And that that's when it's that's when I'll start to want to judge it to see if they can get all of those big names to join them on this i I have no doubt that you're correct but also by the time that they figured out whether or not they want to do it they'll have found another bandwagon they want to jump on (laughs) uh there's never a shortage of bandwagons and if you want to find out what the next one is listen to daily tech headlines at dailytechheadlines.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You're a great bandwagon. Keep it rolling. Submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Hey, if you hang out on Facebook, you might have liked our previous story and you also might like our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash daily tech news show. What's in the mailbag, Sarah? Tom, I'm glad you asked. Don wrote in on yesterday's discussion that we had about warshipping, the idea that you would ship something to be able to sniff a network and possibly um, 
get some data from it. Don says, I receive creative marketing items from vendors like digital picture frames with presentations and the like. If you hit a 3G modem and surveillance devices in a working item, like something like a picture frame or a cool toy, nobody would even be suspicious. A toy might sit on my desk for years. Uh, it's, it's genius, Don. You just got around the people will open the package issue. Uh, you don't have to send it to somebody who doesn't work there anymore. You just send one of those really crappy backup batteries. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll never, the when you plug it in and it doesn't really charge well, people are like, eh, yeah, these things never work. They put it in a drawer. Yeah, they'll throw it in a drawer and it'll just sit there working away. It's brilliant. Well, all right, everybody. I mean, we also just figured out a way that, that Funko could get into this uh, uh, InfoSec <laughs> game. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Uh, yes, very um, troubling observation. Everyone watch out for your future packages. Uh, thanks to Justin Robert Young joining us today from the old Sin City. Justin, what's new? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll be at DEF CON, so if you are at DEF CON this weekend, come uh, find me. I'll be at the Hack 5 booth, although I probably won't be able to talk much because I'll be working, uh, helping out the Hack 5 people. But you'll be able to see me live in Austin, Texas, on Tuesday, August 27th at the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival, you can go to oobfest.com to go get your tickets. Ten bucks for uh, uh, not only Night Attack, uh, but also uh, two great comics, Clara, Bla- uh, Clara Blackstone and Kai Krebs. And if that wasn't enough for you, folks, if ten dollars... For two stand-ups and a live Night Attack episode on a Tuesday night in Austin, Texas, doesn't do it for you. Well, friends, let me sweeten the pot. A special guest appearance from the host of Daily Tech News Show, Tom Merritt himself. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it, actually. This is going to be super fun. When, when is that again? That is Tuesday, August 27th. You can get your tickets $10 for all of it. It's a, a two-and-a-half-hour extravaganza so uh, uh head on over there oobfast.com to get your tickets now i know there's a guy in dublin right now who's like well i can't make it to austin for that fine i'm coming to dublin august 17th and there's a meetup august 17th at 6 p.m at laguna laguna's right in front of the mayor square stop on the lewis red line laguna.ie if you want to know where it is so islander irelanders uh, come and meet me. If you're in town for Worldcon, which is why I'll be there, come right on over August 17th, 6 p.m. at Laguna. And you will find out about this stuff earlier if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash DTNS. All kinds of good stuff coming in there. Uh, yesterday, we had an interview with Tanya Evans uh, from the UNH uh, Law School about Libra and its legal implications. Today, uh, interview with Big Chris Ashley from SMR Podcast about this new Amazon Ring surveillance story that's been going around. Now, both those episodes will come into the main feed this weekend, but you get them early at patreon.com slash DTNS. TNS. Our email address to send feedback to, questions, comments, or anything is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Raj Diut and Len Peralta's back. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. 
If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.